Welcome, welcome to the IHP community. This episode is a sub-series of our main episodes on the Inspiring Human Potential and Growth 5DC, Enlightenment Functional Adult Love Language. We learn how to communicate with the compassionate beyond a reason love language of that which is a functional adult, so it's an emotionally mature person it means you have integration of the brain so you know how to use your left mode the verbal part of your brain and the right mode so when sensations come up emotions thoughts images feelings you know how to be aware in your cortex your prefrontal cortex and so you're like okay i'm in a charge state so this is where it's a higher self relationship that's why you're a functional adult you do not have the adaptive child emotional charge state responses that our safety behaviors slash maladaptive responses as an adult, they store unresolved trauma, and here's childhood trauma. Now, we have different degrees of extent to this entire topic, and I am trauma-informed, somatic-informed, somatic-experiencing-informed. I've taken a number of courses, one with Diane and Peter Levine, Diane Heller, Peter Levine, this was on attachment and trauma. And Peter Levine talked about trauma memory and how it's stored in bones, muscles, and tissue and how the attachment style is important to note alongside trauma memory. And that course was about being somatic, experiencing informed because that is the approach that Diane Heller utilizes. Peter Levine is the founder of it. It's a trademarked approach that I believe is made accessible to the officially licensed therapist, which will be any people who do a certain amount of university years and of course are part of the board of the the certified psychologist, psychiatry. So there's a lot of things. I'm a consultant, I'm an educator, I'm a content creator, I'm a mentor. I I support with personal development. So my trauma-informed comes for the purposes of supporting people who are growing up to be their self as a person. And functional adult is important as well as the entire conversation about being a person who's aware of trauma and what it means. And here's where Patrick Tiahan is going to help us with this one a little bit. And he's a really great therapist. He is a childhood trauma survivor and he creates and has actually a community of people to talk about how to handle both adaptive children that they encounter, so people who are not doing the work, and as his meme says, hurt people could do work. So he says the hurt people, hurt people sentence feels like a cop-out, and in this meme he puts they should do the work. I say they can do the work because here's where I'm also, FYI, anybody who doesn't know this, I'm a 5D mystic. So I navigate oneness consciousness, that's Purusha Prakriti, and I bring together human, spiritual, and spirituality elements. But the focus is for the you to be your human version 101. So here's that deal. These episodes are part of future paid subscription-based only model content with the IHP community. And they don't integrate as much on the Claire bit and Ascension bit. But of course, being that I have these experiences, I will use my stories and examples. So I might use verbiage, which is why we're still a mixed community of people who know about the scientific methodology and human subject matters and they're the most important we are human experiences most important meaning you know that you are a person you have a name and to be yourself is straightforward 
Because see, the IHP content is only ideal for people who are inclined to take ownership of their emotional plane. And so even if they're not functional adults yet, that would mean they would recognize straightforwardly, okay, wait, I'm doing adaptive child stuff. And because they're inclined functional adults, they don't do the ego-sensitive bit where they are like, oh my gosh, I just got insulted by some lady, for example. Because food for thought, people, I mean, it's a podcast. It's educational, it's entertainment, it's informational, and it's somebody who's being genuine, straightforward. And in fact, I'm not any magic wand. Sharing infinite higher human consciousness potential experiences means I get to share with you things that I live, and then the educational is because I have began... Long time ago, the Inner Growth Mindset book and the Mindset is also a course, and we got the beginners online and the beginners, intermediate, and advanced, the three levels. They were created on purpose because of realizing how people navigate, and we're going to leave that story to the side, but the main modules for all three levels are for free on inspiringhumanpotential.com, so you can check that one out, and then the beginners is on Udemy for purchasing. And I have not gotten intermediate or advanced online yet. That's to be continued in the future. In the meantime, we're building a community. Paid subscribers and free subscribers, of course. The free content integrates the functional adult love language, but in a different way. And there's building a 5D mystic community because the 5D plane is beautiful. Okay, so I will be integrating it. And anybody who doesn't know, you can use the terms woo-woo, it's okay. And if you ever get lost and you want something to be explained, let me know. But oh, also, I'm not a dictionary. In fact, I completely use words in different ways. I've had people that we misalign and realign and we figure out we use words differently. So please don't write notes. Uh, it won't be useful. I also fuck up information, meaning I forget data. And then I remember later on, I'm like, oh, shit, I've confused that one over there. So that's why I'm the pseudoscience lady, and it's not bullshit. It is self-help, but it's not self-help per se because the people that will be inclined to be tuning in here are, again, owners of their life. So they will consider it self-help, but in a way of supporting what they're already doing. And this is one of the humongous difference. You might know I just made that word up, but 5D, self-empowered, enlightenment, it's because of being in the enlightenment soul age group. Yes, I'm in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. I am a expression of my own piece of consciousness. You're your own. And I am officially, consistently having in my body Purusha Prakriti. And I describe it very well so that people may understand. It's you and an integrated brain and a restorative embodied self. And there's plenty of scientific methodology, trauma-informed people who can explain to you how this happens. And it's not magic wands. It's actually people who do personal development. And it begins with having the ability to do in your brain mindsight. Thank you, Daniel Siegel, for that term. And he teaches it. And he even has books you can learn about it from. So when you have sensations, images, feelings, thoughts, and aspects that go on, but like Bezel van der Kolk points out, that you can maintain a awareness that will mean you can have a normal inner reflective conversation as Daniel Siegel points out the hub when you're within yourself thinking about things now unfortunately people think that having inner critic and outer critic is reflection no that's a shame cycle and people who do that they have anger in the lead because they're hurting themselves with their words and it's called shame because shame blame fault revenge is what stays when unresolved trauma is presented and on that note, anyone who's trauma-informed 
the right way, so meaning from people who tell you about trauma memory and unresolved trauma attachment, and they know that it's not something that people whine about. The ones who are doing the work, they actually know from the good therapist not to do cancel culture because only the adaptive child is harsh, unforgiving, and doesn't know how to use their words like a grown-up, which means to not weaponize. To use words means to explain. And in fact, even if somebody's looking at you bored to death, you still continue because you don't abbreviate things just because some people want to say the attention span of people has gotten shorter. No, you don't plan on minimizing what is a conversation. Okay, and on that note, when we handle codependent people, because there's plenty, they want to change each other and you, they want to be comforted or they comfort others and or in all these cases it's a person who's not yet moved into differentiation of the self and so they don't have high self-esteem, they don't have the ability to explain when they're getting in their charge state but they get passive aggressive or they just get charged and then they're using it. They don't have the power to use, we don't manipulate the ones that are direct, but we will use language. So this is why people think we, we manipulate, and that's where, as the lovely trauma-informed experts I learned from, they say we all manipulate. But the manipulation part that is different is this, the intent behind. So the person that is using their words, when somebody's told me before, you're manipulating or you're doing word gymnastics, so they're accusing me of twisting my words around, I say, no, I'm trying to express myself. And then at a certain point, if they continue to obviously doubt, which is fair and square, everybody can doubt what they want, I would say, you know what, since there's not trust in this communication, in this conversation, since I'm not being able to be allowed to speak in a way that I find comfortable, I think we might as well just cease the conversation because I'm not comfortable anymore. And since you keep on making it seem like you think I'm doing something which is a game, which I'm not, I'm simply using words that I am wanting to use on purpose, they may not mean what you want them to mean, I'm going to say we should disengage from conversing at this point. So the practice makes perfect, by the way, 5DC, love button person here. So I, I have not ever one day in my life wished ill upon a person I have not done the anger in my brain, let me hurt you because you hurt me, or let me talk shit about you in my brain, that's all rumination because you treated me in a way that was not nice. Now, I find it quite insulting, disrespectful, uh, also egoic, and in fact, it's where it feels very wrong and, oh yes, like I would have low self-esteem. Because the minute that I'm blaming or using my mouth in a way to hurt another person, it, it really is an indication of me, one, as well. So it doesn't even hold up my values as a person. Why would I hurt you? This is not nice. So there's a bunch of different ways that a person who's a functional adult will not in any way, shape, or form be confused on how to use the words in their brain or with others. And as people instead who are adaptive children and here they have unresolved trauma, so they are codependent, they need validation, and you're not giving it to them. They don't belong, therefore, the group. They're not getting certainty. You know what an adaptive child who's already in a yellow-red zone does when they're meeting what is an unwavering ability to maintain compassion with the words and then dialogue, and it's not being a weapon of any sort. No, no, it's simply put a person who's like, 
I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like it. Okay, you know what? Let's just stop because I don't like it. And in the meantime, the adaptive child that's not in an ease within their brain. So see, they're not an integrated brain. I'm an integrated brain who's able to be here today if I try hard enough in other circumstances. For example, I have not been successful at this level of a tone yet. Hopefully, I don't have to really be in any of those situations. And, you know, you get really good at knowing when it's time to say, you know, I think we can agree to disagree completely. And that's very straightforward because it's immediate. A person who's an adaptive child, because of the way they're going to address something that you expressed as your own thoughts, your own feelings, and they're going to say, no, you can't do this. And that's going to be like, what? I just did do this, meaning I just expressed the sentence that just came out of my mouth. And you not seeing me isn't a problem, but you telling me I'm not here. Well, I see hands and feet and an arm and no, I see my mouth moving. So I know I'm here. I would say that the blind and deaf person is somebody called the other. But you're not obviously blind and deaf because now you're continuing to roar at me or talk to me. So here's where the manipulator on the other end of the spectrum, if they're an adult, they don't manipulate in a way of weaponizing. If they begin to not appreciate not belonging on the same page, so they don't know how to be a differentiated self, they have not claimed their self-empowerment, their independence, they don't have good self-esteem, meaning 100%, by the way. So I'm worthy even if the entire planet finds me a piece of shit. Now, some people say that's exaggerated, and no, that would not be true if you're found a piece of shit. Mm. The part about being oneness consciousness in a way of also, by the way, though, knowing that there's validity to every life, this is philosophical, and that's why it's okay, because we're all human beings, we have imagination, we're all philosophical. And so the only reason people bring in these examples, are, it's exactly because they want to make others live a life of social status because they believe that social status is important and which is why they also fall for the wrong type of cults by the way and then that's not funny but uh it's actually not nice when they begin to try and make things into something they're not so and that's actually why we disengage from communication because we realize that we have blind and deaf what we don't like is seeing people getting into those traditional cults or culty cults. How do you fall in love with a person who's fallen in love with themselves? That's kind of interesting that you would actually even remotely consider that person a leader because if they're any type of leader, they should be looking to help you fly, fly and be bright, shiny star, not be subject to them. So traditional keeps you in a whip. You have to follow the hierarchy of the past. And there you go. There's the ancients for you. And then we got culty cults. They get enamored with the people who are able to go grandiose, narcissistic. And they are blinded because I want to look like you when I grow up. They like everything those people are bringing them. So those two types of cults, not so great. The third ethical, much better, which is what we're going to see in the future since 5D is about infinite higher human consciousness potential experiences. So the part about ethical is very important ethically you are independent as a human being so am i you have thoughts and feelings so do i your ego exists so does mine and if you and i don't like that meaning we agree to disagree it's okay we can wave goodbye very easily and for the ones who are oneness consciousness we don't say goodbye in the sense of 
we forget that you and I are one big ball of energy. No, no, we'll remember. In fact, we'll thank you for the time. We will be appreciative because we know one thing. Your piece of consciousness, doesn't matter what soul age group you are, if you're 5D, 3D, 4D, I, me, Maria, will never, ever in a million gazillion years, infinitely and beyond, no matter how many past lifetimes or future lifetimes, be able to have your specific perception, perspective, or experience because you have piece of consciousness over there another body which means you have another brain you means you have an embodied brain which means you also have a different set of ears your embodied brain is navigating either in ventral vagal and so your ears are unplugged if it's not then we have a already situation your ears are turned off as polyvagal theory dr Stephen Porges just points out when a person's in their yellow fight flight their seat of empathy is offline their ears hone in only on dangerous sounds and their memory in fact is only using something from the past to try and ensure they stay safe because they're in danger but there is no physical danger and then red is where you're literally offline which means you will have had a reaction these are emotional triggers i've seen red and i've seen yellow and this is exactly why the manipulation on that end of the spectrum of people who are please appeasers and or people who attach cry collapse submit or people who do the fight, or people who do the flight, or people who do the fright, or the freeze. Doesn't matter what they're doing. You better bet that a person who's a functional adult in the infinite higher human consciousness plane will be able to immediately know, hmm, something's off here. So before we move on, the ethical is important to note. And this person, what's his name? Jamie Wheel. Why the world needs cults. But he's talking about ethical cults. He is the author of Recapture the Rapture, Rethinking God's Sex and Death in the World, in a World That's Lost Its Mind. I have to buy the book. It seems interesting. I don't know his background, but he says, humans are highly conscious of social status. We are tribal primates who are wired to seek the silverback among us. Some are not. And that's the part of where 5D mystics, enlightenment, so age group, we get to say, hey, no, we, we don't actually go looking for a silverback. We're our own silverback, thank you very much. We don't live in the years of primates either. I will have seen very clearly that the primate is not the one who's ruling the world right now. And the big, puffy, huffy person is a facade, uh, that's to say the least, because true leadership is soft and consistent and present and also wants the best in the world, not the opposite. So that movie's made other stuff come on it's because of the adaptive child not recognizing the fear of the childhood trauma oh yes we have transgenerational trauma different cultures so many different reasons so some of us know we don't look at social status in fact we're like what are you talking about that that we don't really live in the middle ages anymore so it's okay if i get kicked out of which which one is the villages and obviously that's for some of us so like i live in the city i love the city and i have my own job and you know, I can try and make it on my own. Today is 2023, isn't it? Right? Okay, so some of us actually know we don't need to follow the best herd person to get the good leaf. Now we do know, as some people like to point out, maybe the apocalypse will come one day. Well, if that happens, we're so, yeah, we'll die. It's okay. You know, we're not going to live the ancient times because we fear technology might poof, go away. We're going to try and actually make that not happen. So, some people, they want to live in the forest. Some of us don't. We, we like our commodities. We're okay with the future. We're, we're so sorry 
that somehow others did not want the future to come and that they, you know, whatever. So here's where this person, again, Jamie is his name. As Jamie points in his opinion that they're all tribal primates. We're all, yes, mammalians. We just don't all look for silverbacks because some of us aren't. Because, you know, a silverback, I'm not even going to go there. Anyways, this makes us humans prone to cult-like behavior. No, some of us are not. Again, building independent community here. So the people, though, who are cult-like behavior, this is why I'm reading this to you in the first place, codependency. So if they find an ethical cult leader, great, because we know they'll have found somebody who is promoting the future and working together. They go with the culty cult, not so great. They're going to be following somebody who's going to call themselves, and here, 5D mystics, this is the unfortunate part, the 4D mystics, they're all over that one. They're enamored with their own light. Some of them call themselves goddess mother, goddess father, god this, god that, and it's like, whoa, okay, what, when is this? So they claim to be gurus themselves. And here's where whenever somebody is an actual guru, and what I mean by that is that they are spirituality in the embodiment of it, a 5D mystic will know because they will be supporting the entirety of humanity and life like Sadhguru does, which is why I'm honored to be here and know that this person is creating to the best of their ability uh, steps to conscious planet and with water, soil, and also, what was it, um, air, I don't remember, but he's doing everything he can to share and support to help our planet and people keep moving forward. And yoga, it's a great portfolio of ventral vagal nervous system exercises, and it also helps people to start doing mindfulness, so that means they start using their cortex and they can get out of rumination if they want by doing mind sight. And Sadhguru doesn't use those words, but I am because that's where Daniel Siegel comes into the mix with mindsight and mindfulness. There's Tara Brock and the human elements are what I'm bringing to the picture. So nobody has to do spiritual or spirituality, by the way, to reach your functional adulthood. Actually, it's just you, an integrated brain, again, using left and right. So when sensations, images, thoughts, feelings come up, you handle them with your own body because you can contain them. As Bezel van der Kolk points out, if you can contain the sensations, that's a good start. Start. Now, if you have addictive behaviors and patterns, and here's where codependent relationships begin to take into the mix. Okay, so let me try to get us to our topic, because I do a little bit of this and that. This is that part of educational stuff, but when we're handling codependent people, that doesn't mean we're creating a secure attachment relationship, because we can't, because we don't do codependence, we do independence. So we're not going to be uh, meeting those pedestals or those in the shithole things or in the other. We're not superheroes, we're not supervillains, and we're not rescuers. The independent functional adult is not building a relationship in a way of let me be your parent, let me save you, let me yell at you, or let me uh, rescue you in the way of I will reassure you that everything's going to be all right every time. No, I'm going to do real talk. Because I'm an adult, you're an adult, I'm not your parent. If I'm your parent, then yes, of course, I want to attune to you a third of the time, be authoritative so that I can give you the good directions, allow me to learn how to speak to you and try to obviously not be reactive myself. That's where the part of it won't always happen. So I'll probably yell sometimes and get out of hand and I'll say I'm sorry and I'll start teaching you about repairing ruptures. So a healthy environment equals independent family dynamic relationships 
differentiated selves. The people who are able to sit while all are yelling and discussing things and calling names each other and da 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 da, for example, are people who are good. It's not offensive. We will learn how to grow up with, oh, well, yeah, my mother and I don't see eye to eye. My sisters and I don't see eye to eye. It's okay, though. We unconditionally love each other. How do I know it? Oh, because we have each other's back. Because nobody can be mean to us. No, not that part. But you definitely better bet they're going to take a stance and say, hey, don't disrespect, you know, kind of stuff. But the same way they would say, hey, you did that thing over there. So we don't need social status. The independent people just know because we grow with functional adult type emotions. And here's where everybody's love button journey is different. But it's once you're out of the shame defectiveness that you do not use your words, your brain, or anything in a way that would be emotionally immature or insecure. Because you actually learn in your body what it means to have self-esteem. Like you're not in any kind of shame continuum. You don't have low self-esteem. You don't feel ashamed of yourself or guilty or that you are to blame or that you are to fault because somebody else thinks that uh, your words are powerful and they were used wrong. We can't read anybody's mind. So if I use words and you insistently get aggressive about it, I'm going to be like, you know what? I think we shouldn't talk anymore at all because I'm not going to be able to filter what seems to be a consistent problem in our communication. So I think we we shouldn't talk because apparently it's too much, too much, I don't know what, but that's what a differentiated self will do. So when we handle, again, people who want to either take care of you or change you, it's like, no, thank you, no. And while they're trying to with their indirect communication, because see, the thing is, they're not aware that they have adaptive children, unresolved trauma stuff coming up while they're trying to get you to do whatever it is that they've decided you must do with your words and your manner or whatever. It's like seriously ridiculous. Sometimes when I see people, they're creating a whole way that they handle people that want to be independent thinkers and that's for real. Like, I'm serious. So let me get to, before we keep going, when we, we handle them with the best gloves we can, because we don't plan on hurting anybody's feelings, but we don't plan on being ashamed of being unconditionally loving or exuberant, you know, like, oh, there's ways that I celebrate people that I love that are friends of mine. And, you know, sometimes it's really interesting when you have people who are not very secure And so they are in relationships with people who are owners of them. And their owner definitely doesn't want to see them being around anybody else. And it's like, okay. So I do know of those. I was a teenager when I learned of it. And then I got older and I was like, wow, okay. I didn't realize that that people actually considered this love. I thought love would be, hey, I want to show you off and actually share you. But then again, I'm a solely solo, poly, secure person, so I should specify that one, polyamory. If I had had the word as a teenager, I would have definitely gone down that route because I unconsciously love all people. fact is where people say it's not special, then Maria, I say, well, that's for you. For me, it's really special, especially as a 5D mystic. We're one big ball of energy. I'm not going to pick between one life. You're all beautiful. So some, you know, of course, that part of how they're suffering, not beautiful, but, you know, people choose their state of consciousness. We don't impose our state of consciousness on anybody, the Enlightenment Soul Age of 5D mystic, that is. So 
Again, independence is a beautiful one when you got heaven in your body and all it took was choosing to stay connected to the heart body, the essence of life and love, unconditional right here, unflawed and perfect, not ashamed of it. Uh, the values, yes, definitely values. So again, handling anyone who's codependent won't be a problem because you won't be doing what they do, meaning weaponize anything. You'll be like, what are you doing? No, this is not what I'm doing. Uh, okay, I know you keep thinking. I, I just answered you. Okay, so you don't believe. Okay, you know what? Because you don't believe me, I think we need to just cut it out. Like now, not tomorrow. Now, you don't believe me equals no trust equals no friendship equals we're not going to be here. So can I go now? Because I seriously just want to go. I'm going to go find people who do trust and want to build and, you know, very straightforward. Again, not a hard thing to say. You just start right now arguing. You're arguing to the death of, of me. I don't know what to tell you anymore. <laughs> Again, we'll easily just keep doing this until somebody figures it out or not. We don't have those types of relationships long. So we're not trying to control. We're making statements based on if we can't come to an agreement and smile together about disagreeing, then we don't have anything to do here. Okay, so the people who do caretaking roles, they want to please each other. So they will usually blame themselves for something that they did wrong, which they don't have to have done anything wrong. They just, you know, might, there might be a misalignment. Oh, well, I'll take the blame for it. No, no, you don't have to. And they focus on others and then they want to feel that they're needed. So once they figure out they're not needed and they're like, what, I'm not needed? Now that's really a problem because now they're like, oh shit, I don't have value. So then they try to change or some just try to change is where they can flip flop. And here's where when change is in the middle, though, this is where they're trying to now take over. So here's power and control. Let me tell you to be how to be and not be. And that can happen where they're going to be a martyr. Like, oh, I'm the victim of everything in my life. And you need to basically tend to me as if I am a victim. So now they're taking charge in a different way. And they're trying to get you to feel that you should take their side or their superior to you and that's very interesting when that happens so their self is all important everything that's happened this is all adaptive child by the way and remember how Terry Real points out only children get abandoned not adults but the adaptive child they're not trying to create a repair or harmony they're trying to have their way because there's an unresolved trauma there's childhood trauma beneath the surface there's charge states so these people when they're doing this is the manipulation that so many talk about but they do it as they're talking about it because they don't realize what it means to be your self-esteem person from the emotional plane it means that i stand here as a differentiated self knowing that i have thoughts and feelings of maria the person and you whatever your name is has thoughts and feelings of you and i don't care how many stereotypes or generalizations or whatever it is you want to bring to me if i spoke something that i wanted to speak and you're going to tell me i can't i'm going to be like i think i should leave <laughs> And the sooner that we get this over with, the better it is for me. So you don't have to bust my balls and I don't have to bust your balls. And there you go. Nobody wants control. No, no. I just want to leave and go have fun with grownups so that we can, you know, again, have fun with 5D educators, scientific methodology, people who expand the world, people who know the future is going to keep coming, like people like that, not, not the ones who think about a lot of 4D, 3D conspiracies and other soul age group, just drama land that really feels very childish to the person who's a grown-up. Please, can I go now before this gets in a way that I don't want it to get? Now, and we usually don't do the whole please bit. We just say, you know what? I think we're good here or not. And we just allow ourselves to listen to the two-year-old 
and then allow ourselves to try and express our deepest sentiments for how whatever it is that they just told us we should be or whatever's going on their their rescue victim whatever it is we'll be like wow you know that is so important and i'm so uh, you know whatever i'm i'm just making it up right now because the reality is it's a case by case situation and all i'm trying to get to is we don't handle a codependent person by trying to get them to become our friends or become our lovers no way no no we don't actually do codependency we are able to immediately spot the passive aggressive manipulation indirect communication their situation with boundaries they're going to be not flexible adaptive coherent energized or stable because they're adaptive children who have unresolved trauma so they're going to be manipulative about it and their low self-esteem will be the first thing we know is on the page because they're going to want us to take care of them or they want to be in charge of us and in both cases that's not a differentiated self it's somebody who's not independent you're non-differentiated you are not independent and you're trying to mesh me into your shit and i don't want to be in it because i'm another person and i don't know where you grew up but i know where i grew up in my body and my head and i just again the minute that i'm interacting with you by voice is the minute that i'm having an exchange and a functional adult will immediately hold that value and that's why our physical our mental our energetic body you better bet we know exactly what we're going to say because we've been practicing our entire life to be always in a state that maintains our value and heart body we've never disconnected from this purusha prakriti a 5d love button that is the people who get out of shame they'll know this and once they get here the love button because that's when you're your oneness consciousness when you're unconsciously loving when you have your safe haven secure base that's when you're a secure attachment person in your own body at that point you can handle your relationships like an independent person and you will not be hurting anyone and you will not be saying you have to do work to anyone you will be noticing okay that person has what is called a charged state adaptive child i'm not their parent i'm out and i will leave it alone or i will know how to handle whenever they're around me so that i may disengage from building any type of in-depth anything because they can't handle me their children emotionally they have no peripheral view of their basic emotions because every time they get into some of them they use it every time so we we just like to have nice conversations we don't like to have what begins to become very uncomfortable and on everything like all of it it's just like pulling teeth but it's not pulling teeth because when you have people that are in your life and you actually are trying just to have a good time and it's pulling teeth yeah this is completely unnecessary so we'll figure out how to have less teeth possible involved and, and again minimize the contact that's what we do we minimize it and usually people are busy with life in the first place so you can better bet that anybody who has codependency they're in the codependent relationship with their lover the one and only isolating their group you you name it so independent people that are functional adults you don't have to be too concerned with handling any of that because if you're in the dynamic when it comes to big group you're the zen master like the zen tradition story now when we're handling a big group of adaptive children we don't move we're stable in our ventral vagal we're in our spirituality process uh, even though again you don't have to be spiritual you're just a person who's connected to the integrated brain of yours which is a conduit and you're in your ventral vagal so no weapon no danger 
very much enamored and for anyone who's hypersensitive I am I have sometimes had to leave premises because of hyper-regulated nervous system. So I have to get a step away for a minute, figure out to re-regulate, allow the room to, you know, take its temperature. Once I come back in, it's okay. And that's it. But I want to use another thing of Patrick before I move forward. And I don't know how much time we have left for this one. Actually, I forgot to mention. Well, no, I'm going to do this one first and then I'll go back to codependency. He has this thing he shared couple days ago I think it was so he says what is it about being in therapy or talking about trauma that is so threatening to some people and he has this little meme where it says you need to get over it and stop with all this therapy bs and he crosses that out and he says when I was a child whenever I expressed pain my parents emotionally abused me they told me I was being a manipulative victim he underlines that and then he says so I'm doing that to you now I'm turning your trauma into a moral failing. So basically he's saying this sentence, you need to get over it and stop with all this therapy BS, is a person who was with parents who did not allow them to express their emotions. And that told them they were manipulating their emotions. And then that told them, basically, you're not, yeah, you don't have a right to have emotions. You manipulate with them. And so this is what a grown-up will do now that they have not learn to have a relationship with their emotion, they tell another person that they should get over the whole therapy and trauma thing, okay? So I totally support Patrick and know that people who make affirmative sentences like that aren't aware that they have unresolved trauma and they don't believe in the trauma experts that would tell them so in the first place. So it's good that Patrick Tiahan is his name, L-I-C-S-W, he's a therapist, is building a community for the people who do know that hurt means I'm gonna, not going to hurt other people. I want to go and work with a therapist or do personal development so that I can be a person who has independent, compassionate relationships. That doesn't mean that others are going to be independent grown-ups with you. This is the one thing I also want to state. A functional adult isn't doing tit-for-tat. If you meet codependent people and people who are manipulating their words and they're using it, you're selfish, you're an asshole, you always think of yourself, you... There's many different statements that will be made when people are not adhering to aspects that a codependent person, either with the identity of caretaker or identity of changer, and I'm using this because what it, what it is is these people enter this role, and because they have unresolved trauma, they don't know how to handle what arises when they're interacting with a person who knows how to say no from a ventral vagal state they get very much emotional and disruptive. So again, this is not about you being anybody's therapist or anybody's parent or anybody's anything. You're not here to say you need to do work. You're here to know that if a person begins to become hurtful, nasty, and use words, if you're the functional adult, it means you stand down like the Zen master of yourself. You're your own guru, your own spirituality process. You put that personality to the side for a minute it's easy if you're a love button, which means you are healed from this trauma because I'm using this word on purpose right now. Heaven in your body, enlightenment soul age group is what I'm talking to you from. Integration of the brain, restorative embodied self. You've practiced being a restorative embodied self, integrated brain, compassion beyond a reason with all of people around you. Your love is your playground to move beyond likes and dislikes. You do dharma, not karma. 
It's training ground for people who have not yet mastered how to be unconsciously loving purusha, pieces of themselves, prakriti, energy, pure consciousness. I'm speaking from that perspective and presenting it to you as a person. You achieve this by every day when somebody does poke, even if they're doing it to hurt, quote unquote. They're not doing it because they know what they're doing. No, this is called unresolved trauma, trauma memory. So a lot of things, I'm trauma-informed, somatic-informed, I'm spelling it out. This is a community that I'm building of people who want to tap into their infinite higher human consciousness potential experience and bring it to each other. We create functional adult love language. So that means you do not do the, I'm going to get in my pissy voice now. No, you say, oh, shit, I got in my pissy voice. That was my trigger. What am I going to do next time to bring forth my actual voice, which is me, the grown-up, or the two-year-old me with Krishna Lila and Shiva. Kali, stand down, because Kali is where... Remember the story of Kali, she gets out of hand, she throws Shiva down, she kills Shiva by accident, she breathes life back into him. That's the story of how you gain self-mastery. This is a person who has integration of the brain, restorative embodied self. You're just an optimized person, you're, your inner well-being at its optimal potential, this is all this is. You're using the left part of your brain, which is the chit-chatter part, you're allowing the corpus callosum and the right side of the brain, which is the emotion part, to be one integration of the brain you've achieved this in time it is practice to stay within your zen mastery when you're being again poked like in the inner engineering program that guru ends by saying okay now you're going to go home your loved ones are going to poke you if love doesn't come out it means you're a clown because you're not actually awakened to yourself and he talks to people as a spirituality guru. I'm a human. I talk to you like a human. And I'm saying you can be yourself. This is yourself. The grown-up version of you. And all the neuroscience people can explain it even better than I can. And the good psychoeducators too. I'm the intermediary for my lovely human spiritual and spirituality. And my 5D mystics. And just love language again. To bring relationships together with Zen masters. So building a community of Zen masters. And then when we have... Children, what do we do? We go play somewhere else because we don't play with children. They don't know how to use their six basic emotions. They don't want to. We don't want to hurt their feelings. So we don't want to be hurt by them. We basically aren't going to be in the human suffering plane. We don't know it. The love button people don't know. I don't know the human suffering plane. I know the emotional plane. I've always been good with emotions. My body's never felt overwhelmed by them. And I do know how to explain it. People don't believe me when I say I don't know human suffering because they think sadness means suffering because they have a body that feels different about sadness. That's a body that feels that it's a tsunami or what is it, the big ass. Anyways, I'm going to put that to the side because, again, this is where I'm a love button. I don't know suffering with my emotions. I know how to contemplate. And it's not a competition, but... Please identify the difference for you because if you do have tsunami feelings, this is not good or bad, but that means that the body suffers with those sensations and here's why it would be more challenging for you to actually handle yourself in situations, but you can do it. It just requires that you put that practice if you want forth. So back to Patrick. Um, let me see something. Okay, we got some time. So let me get to Patrick, what he says here. I see the F your feelings crowd, both in society and our families that live by a model. He says, I think it goes something like this. And he's quoting, all expressions of pain and injustice is manipulative victimhood and won't be tolerated. Don't be selfish and bring me down. 
I get enraged, he says, when I feel that people are trying to feel special or get sympathy from me. Oh, this is the same quote. You don't see me bleeding all over everyone, do you? So when people will talk about, oh my gosh, you're making such a big deal. And then he says, in addition, another piece to the get over it sentiment may have been uh, by being raised by highly manipulative victim-based parents or grew up in unprotective aggressor codependency. That's where family backgrounds, the Patrick here teaches about them and or educates his community. Again, he's a therapist and a childhood trauma survivor. He says, think good guys and bad guys only. You can't be that abusive without learning it from somewhere. And they are projecting parental figures onto others. And here's where adaptive children, that's what they do. Projection, because they're not their higher self. They're still a person who has childhood trauma unresolved. The maladaptive responses... The safety responses are charge states and mannerisms from being in households where it wasn't safe to express and explore your emotions. And there are also addictive patterns and behaviors that come with it. The gaslighting, manipulation, ghosting, cheating, lying. Uh, there's the coming in and out of people's lives. There's the hiding away in your room. There's the I don't actually pay ever attention to you if you need me or not me. There's uh, so many different ways. Remember the attachment styles we have the um, disconnected, preoccupied, and fearful avoidance. So, and there's the attachment categories, which is another group of attachment researchers, just as important to note, but we won't go over that one right now. With my clients, he says, we get the class, who get the classic get over it from friends or family. I try to remind them to think about the person who's saying it, to know your audience, and to know that they are having a reactive triggered response to hurt in another person. And that these folks are exhibiting symptoms of being abused as children, but they have no interest in looking at how they just repeated and repeat in general their family abuse around emotions. He says families like this turn appropriate pain into moral failure and shame children for it, which is true. I've seen this happen a lot of times. So when we handle codependency, we don't do this. We don't present to them you're abused. We don't present to them we're going to hurt you in some way by labeling you. No, we're not here to be charged. Functional adults create conversations. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group, the Zen Masters, there's conversations. So it is by standing in your ventral vagal state and completely not engaging with the charge that you set an example and that you then give a person an opportunity with the space to collect themselves and either to redirect their position or to leave and they can go and be with people who do what they do and they turn appropriate pain into moral failure and shame and they are groups 3d 4d other soul age groups that are not moving into their functional adult 5d spectrum and even the enlightenment soul age group for that matter but you know again these are different organizational ways that I group us up because we have different communities. However, the number one common denominator is if you cannot know how to be mature with your emotions, so it would mean you're always compassionate, then you're not yet ready to do love language because love ain't somebody who needs to be chasing or struggling or suffering. No, love is actually a lover's dance. It is a harmonization in fact, on that note, as Sadhguru points out, where is he? He has this beautiful quote. A relationship is about someone else, he says. Love is your nature. Love is us in our integrated brain because it's when all hands are on deck, your default mode network is downregulated, which means I'm not scanning with neuroception others in the self. 
to see if you are dangerous or not. Can I turn on my ventral vagal nervous system or not? I'm always on. And that's because I'm safe as long as you don't have a physical weapon. And we're always safe when we're with people, which is why we unconditionally love and are able to be compassionate even while somebody might be being quote-unquote nasty to us. That's why friends can say shit and shit to their face and be loving and nice, the functional adults. Uh, we're life-sensitive, not ego-sensitive. And no, the devil does not exist for us or evil in the sense of how 4D, 3D, and other people use it. So where else does he talk? Patrick, there is no insight, he says, into why their relationships don't work out or why some of their children don't talk to them. Being that unconscious has consequences in life. He says, I say this for perspective, not compassion. Real understanding for abusers comes long after our healing. We don't let toxic people tell us who we are anymore. It's also important to only disclose to safe people on similar paths. We also don't let a self-righteous, abusive person who is full of untreated or untreatable trauma shame us for doing the right thing and recovering. And he says, I'm releasing a full video on dismantling victim mindset. I will look at look look out for it and let you know when it's out, which is the usual accusation survivors face. So then he asks thoughts. But on that note, what I also want to highlight back to the codependency one is where he talks about how we often have a vague assumption about what codependency is and it's not just needing someone by us for security he says it is a complex survival strategy that he thinks stems from a lot of childhood trauma it is the types of strategies that help redefine what codependency is and he says on the left, we have the caretaking type. On the right, we have the change others type. And what he says unites all codependent types is control, manipulation, poor communication, and low self-esteem. And then in this video that he also has, he talks about how codependency originates in the abusive family system. What strategies did we come up with as children to deal with our parents individually? And how was codependency modeled in our dysfunctional family systems? So that's Patrick Tiahan, L-I-C-S-W. You find all of this stuff on YouTube and his videos. We will use not always content anywhere because we talk as a community in other ways. And, and I look to help you to engage with people. So handling codependency does not mean you spell out to them what they should or shouldn't do. No, it's how do you work with your own self-regulation? How do you feel... And really, how do you want to learn how to handle those aspects of control, manipulation, poor communication, and low self-esteem that come your way, but not by telling another what to do? And that's why, in fact, to keep this vague, it's more of examples through stories and interactions, and then also reminding us of those traits. So when you're talking to a person who's codependent, they have low self-esteem, they want to have control because they're afraid. They manipulate because they have poor communication. They don't know self-empowerment because they don't know self-love. They do not yet know Purusha Prakriti. And on that note, if you're anything 5D in the relationship to the community we're building, it means you're owner of your emotions and your thoughts. The inner growth mindset is going to be applicable to those who take ownership of their body and their brain, not the ones who think they cannot work with their inner world. If you cannot, that's not my job to, again, bring to you. That's your 
actual awareness. And in that case, as Bezo van der Kolk points out, if a person does not know how to handle, meaning the sensations are overwhelming, that's why there are therapists. People work with therapists when they realize I'm hurting people in a way that I don't want to, or I'm hurting in a way that I don't want to. And there's a way of understanding this. So for us, this community, we learn how to handle codependency, meaning codependent people, in a way that is of an adult and that is not in a way of let me tell you what to do with your life. No, handling codependent people means I unconditionally love you for who you are and I unconditionally love me who for, who, for who I am. I'm a safe haven and then I'm a secure base. We talk about interests, we talk about whatever and when something's not okay, we will say it directly in the absence of shaming, blaming, faulting or doing anything that would say you're an asshole. No, we're, we're not doing that. I mean... If you can kid with your friends like that, that's a different story. I have some friends, we do that. But I'm saying when it comes to how we handle codependent people and people who are emotionally insecure and immature, it's always with compassion. And if they don't want to hear our compassionate tone, it's direct tone, direct communication. And again, it's easy for us to say, you know what, since we can't seem to come to any middle ground, we should just part ways and the more practice you have with this, believe me, because I've had plenty of it in the years, I'm 43, and it is really beautiful when you can do what is our natural, innate, embodied experience as expanding consciousness, and that is to be loving, and that is to be understanding. It feels great for the 5D body type. The 4D, 3D body type, we talk about it. It's different, but they're... In a body type, they can move here if they become aware of themselves as a human experience and disengage from storytelling of the metaphysics as a terrorism, so 4D mystic people, or the ones who say emotions are stupid because they got 4D educators. So they're disregarding good trauma-informed, somatic-informed. They're disregarding the sensations aspect of their body, and that comes from that right brain mode. So they're disregarding when they have structural dissociation. And they're disregarding the psychoeducation of why it's awesome to be a human being. We have emotions. The human experience is fucking amazing. Infinite higher human consciousness potential experience is amazing for functional adults because we have love language. Zen masters is amazing because you are your own purusha prakriti. You're your own guru. You're not a guru to others. We're here not to baby others. We don't build these parent relationships. We're here to build actual beautiful Prakriti, pure energy, Purusha, pure unconditional love relationships, and to stand as the example for others too, plus our lovely psychoeducators. They're all over this the neuroscience community, the somatic community, the physics community, even Sadhguru. He has this thing, he's going to do a conference in October with the Harvard Medical Institute, and it's all about consciousness psychology, neuroscience, and spirituality. Yoga is called yoga science now because there's the scientific methodology community that knows how our embodied brain works. They didn't have it before. We have it now. So the trauma-informed component and those pieces are new. But so is the conversation about humans. Most people say, oh, humans suck. Humans aren't nature. No, we evolved. We are part of nature. It's that we have adaptive children who have unresolved trauma and they create codependent relationships and then they create ways that they get upset when they meet people that are independent so we don't get changed and we don't care to take care of you and we don't want to be taken care of and we don't want to change you so we create completely 
differentiated self-experiences because we're empowered emotionally and mentally and physically. And that's where we're good with not being seen, soothed, safe, or secure with another meaning. You don't have to say, wow, I love you for who you are as you are. No, when we get told, I don't love you for who you are as you are, I think you're a piece of shit. We don't feel unworthy in our heart. We don't feel guilty. We don't feel ashamed. We don't feel blamed. We don't feel fault. We don't feel they regret. We don't feel any of that. Whenever I've been told by anyone in my 43 years of life, I don't like you for who you are, it makes me sad, yes, but I have not felt ashamed of being Maria. To this day, I am a human being first and foremost, and everything else comes after it. And a piece of consciousness is life. And however you want to twist and turn it, as Sadhguru says, love, it means going beyond opinions and prejudice. And that's easy for a 5D person because that's what oneness consciousness is. You're a human, I'm a human, and we all are part of nature. Love is always the way, and it's very straightforward. Come back for more, handle things, compassionate. Please remember, we're not everybody. So allow yourself to just take it one step at a time. We'll be back with more. Have a great day.